Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We would love to connect with you today for listening to our podcast. Please fill out a connect card on our website at c3naz.net. You can also support the ministries of Cross Community by giving online on our website. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. Bibles, go ahead and open them. You're going to hear this verse quite often over the next month. And so it might be something good. You might want to write it down. This is what my mom always does. She's done it as long as I've been alive and maybe beyond. Uh, she always wrote things down on a three by five card and stuck it on the mirror or stuck it in the car or stuck it wherever. So whenever she was stuck or looking in the mirror or whatever she was doing, she could kind of memorize that verse. This might be one that you want to do that with. It's just two verses. Put it down. We're going to go over it many, many times in the next month. But it is Exodus chapter 34, verses 6 and 7. And today I'm going to be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. So if you have an app, you can switch to that version. If you don't, it's not going to be that different, but you'll see as we go along. Well, let's uh, hear the word of the Lord this morning in Exodus chapter 34, verses 6 and 7. Yahweh passed before him, and that's Moses is the him. Yahweh passed before him and proclaimed, Yahweh, Yahweh, a God compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for the thousandth generation, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, yet by no means clearing the guilty, but visiting, or as we learned last week, attending to the iniquity of the parents upon the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. This is the Word of God for the people of God, both here and online, and our response is, thanks be to God. Well, I want us to make sure we're still on board. This is just our second week in this series, and so I want us to understand what this series is all about. Number one, this series that we're going through over the next month is the study of the character of God the Father. God the Father of Jesus, that the Bible tells us Jesus showed us perfectly, to the point where Jesus said to one of his disciples, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And so this God who declares who He is, who describes His characteristics. We're going to be going through all this month. His description is this. And we're going to be looking at these. We began last week looking at the difficult one, the heavy lifting, the God who will not declare the guilty innocent and holds accountable and what that means. If you're interested in that or if that is today's your first Sunday and that bit about grandchildren and to the third and fourth generation disturbs you, I want to encourage you to go back to last week's sermon online. You can listen to it on a podcast or you can go to YouTube or our Facebook page and you can listen to that. It is a heavy lifting and I think we did a good job together hanging in there uh, to hear what was really good about that and having that explained throughout. 
Because we are not just called to study the character of God the Father, but we're also called to explore the call and to carry that character within ourselves as a church and as individuals out into our world. And like I said last week, we did the tough one of slow to anger. Eric Apayam, long of nose. Remember that? All right, but this week we jump into one that feels a little easier to get into. This week we will be looking at the God who is compassionate. And so I want to start by a little back and forth. Um, And so make sure you speak clearly because I'm going to have to repeat what you say so that the folks online can hear this. And if you're online, folks, you can type in the in the comment section who you think of. When you think of compassionate or you hear the word compassionate, who do you think of? Mother Teresa. Okay, there's a good one. Joyce Beebe, somebody here in our congregation. Very compassionate person. Yes. Anyone else? Princess Diana, okay, yep, compassionate in the work she did, yes. Anyone? Jesus, well, very good. Extra star, A plus for you, Kristen. Anybody else? Gandhi, okay, yes, very compassionate person. Anyone else? Your wife. Very good, Pastor Fred. Oh, man, I'm telling you. Woo! That was a good one. I'll take one, one more. Your mother, and who else? Say that again. Oh, Oh, there you go. There you go. From the show back in the 80s. Very good. Wonderful. And my mother, of course. You have to say that, right? Extra. You get an extra helping of food today. All right. These are good. Keep these in mind, because we're going to begin to look at what it means when God, the Father, says about Himself... That he is a God who is compassionate. And what that means. And so, of course, we need to look at the Hebrew words. Uh, that's going to help us to jump in and dive in and go a little bit deeper into what it means to be compassionate. So the word, the Hebrew word for compassionate is the Hebrew word rachum. Now, be careful. You may want to put up a little guard so that you don't spit on the person in front of you. Because we're going to say this word together. It is the word rachum. Are you ready? One, two, three. Rachum. Very good. Let's say it one more time. One, two, three. Rachum. And one last time, because we just do things in threes here. Ready? One, two, three. Rachum. And while rachum does mean compassionate, they got this one right in, in their understanding. The word rachum comes from the Hebrew word rachem. Now, I'm not going to have you say rachem because I don't want you to get confused between rachem and rachum. You can see how close they are related. But rachem is the Hebrew word for womb. And so there is something about a God who declares that they are, that he is compassionate that is also saying there is something about that compassion that is filled with motherly emotion like a mother's love for a child in the womb. And that got me thinking, so in what ways is God's compassion, does it function like a womb? 
That really began to, to play on my thoughts as I began to look. And I began to see, as I began to look at other places where the word rachum is mentioned, that there are some similarities between the function of a womb and the function of God's compassion upon people. Number one, the first thing that I noticed is that God's compassion and a womb offers protection. It offers protection. Um, we begin to see this uh, when the child is just newly born. It, it begins in the womb and all of a sudden that amniotic fluid begins to cushion around. That, that fetus, that, that child is inside a body that is covered and protected. Um, the temperature of that is regulated in there. There is protection from disease and those kinds of things that are all a part of what happens in a womb. And we begin to see this in God's compassion. And I believe that David understood this as he began to look and began to write down Psalm 86. We're going to look at verses 14 and 17. So if you've put your Bibles away or your Bible apps away, go ahead and get them out again because we're going to look at how this word is used in a few different places today. Mostly in Psalms, so just keep your thumb in Psalms and we'll go from there. Our verse in Psalm 86 we begin to see verses 14 to 17. Hear what David writes. Oh God, the insolent rise up against me. Sounds like he needs protection. A band of ruffians seeks my life and they do not set you before them. But you, oh Lord, are a God, Rahum, which means what? Oh, come on now. It means what? Compassionate and gracious slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love when he needed his God for protection. What does he declare? He declares what God declared about himself in Exodus, that he is a God who is rahum, compassionate, who brings compassionate protection to those who call on his name. He goes on and says, turn to me and be gracious to me. Give me your strength to your servant. Save the child of your serving girl. Show me a sign of your favor so that those who hate me may see it and be put to shame because you, Yahweh, have helped me and comforted me. Some of you, one of you mentioned Mother Teresa. When I hear about compassionate protection, she immediately came to my mind. Here is someone who, through the love of God and Christ in her, went into the most vulnerable places where people needed compassionate protection. Those who were dying, those who were outcasts, those who were literally dying on the streets, or babies who were left to die where they are. And she brought them in and she compassionately protected them, giving them dignity in the way that they died, caring for them, helping them, protecting them. So I'm not surprised that one of you mentioned her name when you thought about compassion. She was a compassionate protector. We've got to move on. The second way that God's compassion and a womb are similar is that they both provide what is needed. 
They, they provide, a womb provides space to grow. It begins to expand. It begins to push other organs out of the way. I rem- I've, of course, as a male, have never experienced this, but I remember Lori talking about Jackson and how he would put one leg over here and hands over here and he would stretch. He could do that because he had space to grow because the, the womb was there. Also provides nutrients, needed nutrients for that person to grow in there. That what she eats and what she has in her comes down and feeds that baby in the womb who is not only compassionately protected, but is also compassionately provided for. Again, David seems to capture this in his Psalm 103, verses 1 through 8. Go ahead and turn there, and you can begin to see where he brings out this idea of compassionate provision. We read, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all of His benefits who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Do you see? Compassionate provision continues. Who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and compassion. The word is what? Rahum. He goes on. Who satisfies you with good as long as you live so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works vindication and justice for those all who are oppressed. He made known His ways to Moses, His acts to the people of Israel. The Lord, here's our verse again, is compassionate. What's the word? Rahum. And gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Psalm 111, verses 4 and 5 He writes again about provision. He says, He has gained renown by His wonderful deeds. The Lord is gracious and, what's our word? Rahum, compassionate. He provides food for those who fear Him. He is ever mindful of His covenant. You see, that compassion is not only about protection, but compassion is also about provision. And when I think about Someone who models that, I think of Jimmy Carter. (laughs) I I don't know what you think about his presidency, but after his presidency, I would say that no former president has done more for human beings than Jimmy Carter, who goes and gives his time, his money, his effort, because he believes in Habitat for Humanity, that everyone deserves a place to call home. And he's going to tackle homelessness one hammer and nail at a time. He knows what the need is, and he compassionately provides through his time, through his effort, through his name, his fame to meet. This is very similar. And he's a Baptist, a Christian who follows Jesus. It doesn't surprise me that Jimmy Carter is someone who models compassionate provision. Lastly, we need to look because compassionate, God's compassion and a womb pushes towards growth. It pushes out towards growth. Now, 
The womb pushes through the grown baby when all the growth that can happen happens. It begins to push and push, and it's an uncomfortable situation. It's, I, I mean, I, I just watched it from the sidelines. But it pushes through an uncomfortable situation out into more growth and into more life and life and life and life. And just like that, God's compassion pushes us to continue growing. Sometimes that's an uncomfortable situation. But God's in His compassionate pushing will move us through in to more life and in to more growth. And I want you to hear me to say this today. That pushing into growth does not stop when you reach some certain biological age. I am still being pushed by the compassionate God to grow and to learn more and more about His compassionate protection, His compassionate provision, and yes, that His compassion continues to push me to grow more and more and more. Psalm 145, David writes once again, and this one I want you to, I want you to stick with me on this one because I think that David understands this and, and kind of writes this into his poem. We read a little bit of this today. I'm just going to read verses 5 through 8, but hear what David writes. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works, I will meditate. The might of your awesome deeds shall be proclaimed, and I will declare your greatness. They shall celebrate the fame of your abundant goodness, and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. What I began to notice in these passages was that all of these verbs require growth, but they also lead to more growth. I mean, think about that. I forgot to write meditate up there. But to meditate on God's goodness and what God has provided means that we've grown through those times where God has provided. And now in that growth, I'm going to sit and I'm going to think and I'm going to bring those, recall those to memory. And there's something about remembering what God has done that causes growth in a human being's life as we enter into the next season of life. When we proclaim something, it usually means that we have studied and prepared. I don't just get up here on Sunday morning and open the Bible and go, here we go. There is growth that needs to happen and study that needs to happen. And as I do that preparation and that growth and that study, more I long for more growth and it brings me into the next season. You can do that with declaring as well and celebrating. How many of you like to just go to a party where somebody just like opens their eye, come on in? Or you would rather go to a party where someone has taken time and effort and decorated and set out all the wonderful snacks and the food and everything is prepared. There is growth that goes into it. And when you come in, you begin to grow in relationship and fellowship with that person. It's so much fun. And singing. There, we hope there's some growth. Yes, talent is always wonderful, but it needs to grow, right? And as we grow in those things, we continue to grow. And so, what understanding are they growing in? Let's look at 
Here's our verse again. David just brings it right back to our verse. What are all these things that they're learning about, meditating about, proclaiming that the Lord is gracious and compassionate? What's our word? Rahum. He is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. God's compassion pushes us to grow and continues to cause us to grow. And when I think about that kind of compassion, I think about Fred Rogers, Presbyterian, (laughs) Christian. (laughs) Many of you will think of Daniel Tiger, the puppet. But if you've ever watched Mr. Rogers as an adult, he pushed you not to push away strong emotions, but to grow into them, to learn how to express them, that it's okay to have them. I don't know if you, any of you watched the, the program that he did when 9-11 happened. What a beautiful, caring, compassionate thing where he talked to the kids through and all the, the emotions that they might have and that that would be difficult and it's tough and it's not, we don't understand it. But we can talk to one another and we can grow in that. I think Fred Rogers is a beautiful model of compassionate pushing towards growth. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Now, here's the tough part for us, just like it was last week. But hang on, it's going to be good news. Church, are we compassionate like this? Do we, as an organization, do we, as a group of people, as a family called around Jesus, are we compassionately protecting? Are we compassionately providing? Are we compassionately pushing towards growth? You may be thinking, well, wait a minute, isn't this all about God's compassion? I'm just here to learn, right? Hold on. Yes, it is about God's compassion. That's what we're learning about. And yet, remember part two of this series is that we are called to carry God's character into our world. As an organization, we are, care, we are called to carry the character of compassionate protection, compassionate provision, and compassionate pushing towards growth out into our world. And believe it or not, Jesus told us to do this. In Luke chapter 6, verse 36, he says to those who were listening, Be compassionate as your Father is compassionate. I think Jesus understood that this was the call. This is what he embodied. We see that in his life. And I want to say to you, I do see this growth in compassion here at Cross Community Church. I really do. It's one of the beautiful things about being here for 14, almost 15 years now, is to see growth. It's not that we weren't compassionate 14 years ago, but I have seen God grow in us as He has compassionately pushed us to live into compassionate protection, compassionate provision, and compassionate pushing towards growth towards more life and more life. I have seen this. And I got home this, uh, this, from this summer from sabbatical. I heard about the funeral that happened here for Corley Gordon. 
that a few of you, this young man was, was shot not too far from where I live and killed tragically. And some of you got to know his family through work. You found out that they didn't have a place big enough to have a funeral. And, and you compassionately protected this family by bringing them here. And, and you compassionately provided for them by feeding their family with the meal that they wanted. I, when I heard the story of this while I was away, I wept. Why? Because this is Rahum. This is compassion. This is compassionately protecting someone who was vulnerable in a vulnerable situation. And it is compassionate provision by looking after their needs and providing a space. Church, that was absolutely beautiful. And that is being compassionate like our Father is compassionate. Wonderful. I've seen compassionate provision in things like alabaster. We've participated for 75 years and I saw a bunch of you come up here and throw in your loose change. We are compassionate as we work in crisis care kits where we hear there's a need and before the need is even present, we prepare these kits that can go out into the world where natural disasters take place. We are a part of compassionate provision when you give to Nazarene Compassionate Ministries that goes into those world areas where there is disaster and that Compassionate provision goes before you. Tonight, our teens are going to participate in compassionate provision as they prepare some meals for a a home where women are being rescued out of human trafficking and and domestic violence. and, And they're going to just provide something, a meal. That's beautiful. That is being compassionate like our Father is compassionate. And I have seen us participate over and over again in pushing, compassionate pushing towards growth. That's why we have small groups. That's why we gather like this. It's not just to do it because the church has always done it. No, it's compassionate pushing to grow into new life. And I know we're a couple of three weeks, but if you want to join a small group, there's probably still some that you can join because we want you to grow and we're going to compassionately push you towards growth and life. There's going to be lots of opportunities. Don't miss them. And I pray that God, the God who is Rahum, who is compassionate, will push you towards growth. Don't resist it. God's compassion If we were to boil all this down into one statement, I want you to hear this. Maybe you want to write it down. God's compassion causes us to grow and to go. God's compassion causes us to grow and to go. The question we have to constantly wrestle with, church and church online, is are we allowing that compassionate pushing to cause us to grow and then to let it push us to go. To go and declare and meditate and sing and celebrate and party about this God who is Rahum, compassionate, merciful, slow to anger, and filled with steadfast love. 
The church is made up of a lot of individuals. And so today, as we close, I want to ask a question to you and to those of you who are joining us online. Do you need to experience God's compassion, His rachum, today? Maybe for you, you would say, Pastor Jeff, if I was really honest, I I need God's compassionate protection today. I feel so vulnerable. This situation, I don't know what to do. I, I feel taken advantage of. I feel, you know, whatever that may be that leaves you feeling like you need compassionate protection, if that's you today. I don't want to just talk about it. I I want to invite you to give your life to the God who is full of compassion and may come into this situation to offer you compassionate protection. Maybe for some of you, there is a deep need, whether it's financial or or healing, or, or maybe even for some of you spiritual, there's something that you struggle with day in and day out, and you don't know what you're going to do, and you just know that I need, like David said, I need God's provision to come and help me, help this, help this situation. I need you to provide right now in this place. If that's you, in just a moment, I want to invite you to enter into that. Maybe some of you would say, man, I just feel like I've stagnated in my growth. I have a growth stunt. (laughs) And I really, really, you know, as you were talking about that compassionate pushing, I'm sensing that God is wanting me to continue growing. And I haven't attended a a small group in forever. And I haven't picked up my Bible in forever. And I I haven't, uh, you know, really engaged in a worship service in a long time. And Pastor Jeff, I really need to experience God's compassionate pushing me to grow. And I want to say yes. And I want to to go into, because I'm going to trust that where He's pushing me is going to be more life. If that's you today, if that's you online, I'm going to offer you a chance to come and to pray today. I know it's strange in our day and age. We, we don't want people in our business and stuff, although at the same time we put everything on Facebook or any of the socials. But today I want to invite you. I want to invite you, if you are in need of God's compassionate protection, provision, or pushing, to come and to simply kneel and pray and ask God for that. Ask Him to say, God, You said about Yourself that You are full of compassion and I need that today. And I don't want to leave here. I don't want to waste any more time. I I don't want to leave here until I give you an opportunity to come forward and ask God to shed His compassion upon you. So I'm going to ask Deb to come. And Nicole, we didn't talk about this, but would you come and sing that here again, the chorus of that here again? I'm nothing without you, but come here again. And I'm just going to ask her to come and sing that just a couple of times. You know me, not for long, drawn out, you know, manipulative things. God is either speaking to you about your need for compassion or God is not. And if God is speaking to you about His compassion and your need of it, then I want to invite you to come. Would you stand as I pray? Father.
right now, I ask that if there are those who want to be honest and say, I need to experience that compassion, whether it's in the form of protection or provision or pushing to growth, I pray that you would give them the strength, the courage in these minutes to come. To simply kneel and say a simple prayer, God, you said you were compassionate. I need your compassion today. And I pray that they would have the strength of the Holy Spirit through the name of Jesus. Nicole, would you sing that for us? And if you want to come, come now. Some have already come. If you need compassion, come. for those who have responded. May they find your compassion to be overflowing. Whether it's protection, whether it's provision, or whether it's pushing to continue growing towards your life. May they find you faithful today. Thank you for your love. Thank you for all these characteristics that we will study. Teach us and enable us through your Spirit to carry that character out into our world. And I pray and ask all of these things through Christ our Lord who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. And everyone here and online says, Amen. Amen. Would you stand and receive this blessing? And now, my brothers and my sisters here online, my friends, May you know, deeply know, experientially know that Yahweh, Yahweh our God, the Father of Jesus, is Rahum, filled with compassion. May you sense and experience His compassionate protection this week. May you experience His compassionate provision this week. And may you, yes, experience his compassionate pushing you and trust that it will lead to growth and life. And may you carry that out into your world, into your offices, your schools, your homes, your neighborhoods. And may you begin to declare, Yahweh, Yahweh, God filled with Rahum, compassion. Go in His name. Have a great week. And I bless you in the name of the Father who is for us, the name of the Son who is with us, in the name of the Holy Spirit.
Spirit who is in us. One God forever and ever. Amen. Go in His strength, His power, His love, and His compassion. Thanks for joining us online. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.